Hi, my name is Meg Lamb. And I'm Walt Rogers. And you're listening to This This Isn't Isn't Working, Working. where we discuss relationships and how they can become what you really want. Meg and I started this podcast because we realized that our own internal stories were the only things preventing us from being happy, satisfied, and fulfilled in relationships. So if you're thinking, this This isn't isn't working, working, is it time for a change? So one of my greatest triggers is, I don't know if we can call it a trigger, one of my most predominant limiting beliefs is that I am not good enough. And so... Which is completely foreign to me. Like, how could how could this woman who I love so much, looking at her right now in this podcast, not good enough for whom? Right. For what? Right. And so then I, I would feel that I would constantly having to be proving myself or I would feel threatened, which I obviously did, by, by a suggestion that someone somehow may be better for Walt in this instance than I am. Yes, and now the beauty of the podcast is I get to talk. How do you think I feel? This is, the, you know, to people listening. How do you think Wait, I feel? Sorry, in case man? Walt hasn't been talking for almost <laughs> okay. the entire podcast. No, no. So, how do you think I would feel as a man when Meg, you know, and I support her, you know, as best I can all the time, is talking about all these wonderful men with whom she is having uh, professional associations and how they're growing and challenging her and have such fantastic advice and information. And I'm like, yeah, really? Oh, oh that's just great. But you, you know, you actually never say how it does affect you. Well, because I, I don't want You're wanna... like, oh, great. I I'm do, super well, supportive of yeah, you. Yeah, I am. Because what am I going to do? I say? know you're supportive, but I'm saying, I'm being vulnerable and saying, oh, that's a trigger for me. And it would bring up sadness or shame. And you're like, oh, great. No, what are you talking about? Well, that's what. No. Uh-uh. I'm just telling you that's how it comes out. No, I'm saying I have this and it's hard, but I really try to keep it in perspective. Like Megan, of course, can choose to be with anybody. So she's choosing with me and I just stay on that topic. But my goodness, you talk about like like uh, vibrating triggers, like uh, names of man and such great information. We went through a, uh, a process that he invented and it was just so good and he was uh, un- unraveling and giving me such great tips. I'm like, yeah. You know, I mean, come on. And I don't have to like pound my fist on the table and say, this hurts me. But it, it does, you know, vibrate in there. So, yeah, I have triggers for sure. Right. You just aren't, you don't respond to them typically. I do. But you you absolutely don't. Yeah. Be, uh, because I know that it would really hurt our relationship, you know, because I would go down a path that I couldn't come back to. Yeah. Right. And And, and, and that's just... What I know, what I've learned, like God, if I start getting jealous of 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 the men that are attracted to Megan, I lose my mind. What's the sense of that? It's absurd. Mm. You know, I I I, I can't. I yeah, don't, where does that take me? Yes, I don't have the luxury of dabbling into that. It's it's already immediately toxic. Mm-hmm. Maybe Megan, we're saying that that I have a tendency to be a little more toxic than you, so you can talk about Linda. Without really being toxic. Like, how could you say this about Linda? You know, 
you don't do that. You don't automatically poison. You just kind of. I don't go to you about how could you do that about Linda. What I go to is just like, oh, gosh, where am I failing? Right. That's a whole lot less, less toxic than male jealousy saying, what are you talking that guy for? I mean, really? You know, mm. how do you think I feel? Mm-hmm. I know that's like, I am not, why? So not, this- not, not, not holier than thou, but it's just so toxic to do that. I don't have the luxury of dabbling in that. Interestingly enough, now we've gone back from stereotypical, or we've gone back from role reversal to stereotypical role. Role responses, ro- absolutely. Yeah, role responsible, role assumptions that like the woman, I think, or the female energy is typically, you know, oh, I did something. I did something wrong. There's something wrong with me. And are you saying what's the typical male response then? I'm not good enough. This guy's smarter, faster, and stronger than me. Oh, they both go back to oh. not good enough. Except you're saying yours is coming out in like a what the hell kind of way. Yeah, because I'm because that's the male uh, bravado, uh, the male macho. Um, not saying, geez, Meg, I'm really hurt here. I, I really feel like this guy is better than you, or excuse me, better than me, better mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, well, and I'm in not. In some ways, he is. You just got to admit that, right? We don't all have the capacity to fill every single role exactly. in a relationship, got and it. so how can I? I'm asking. I'm talking about myself now. Like, how can I embrace and and support Walt in? his desire to expand and explore all these parts of himself that maybe I can't always do. How can I be curious or that I can't always fill? How can I be curious about that? How can we expand together? How can I move beyond my trigger of not being good enough? And it's through sharing that with him, that that's actually what happens. And then we get to support one another. Yeah. I, I have a I have a very similar method thought process. I say of course there are other men that will share beautiful things with Megan and help her. I can't fulfill everything. That's absurd. Of course there's going to be that. And in the end Megan's love for me is simply her choice and I don't ever earn it. It's just a gift. So if I just accept the vulnerability there, then I'm like, yeah, great that you had that interview. Great that you're working with that guy. Great, you know, awesome. Because it's a gift anyway. And so I have learned that. That's helped me. I think ultimately we say very frequently our this relationship is by choice. It's never out of obligation. And so even you know, how we interact with other people, how we want to be together. Whether we want to be together at this particular function or this event. Or... Yes, it's always a but, choice. Right. On Tuesday night when, you know, the kids are usually at their dad's house, do we actually want to spend that time together? And when it, be- when it began, it was, you know, before we had developed in a relationship, it was like, oh my God, we have to. Right. Otherwise. Right. Um, Right. Otherwise, what does it mean? And so now like really looking at the stories that we have around 
what meaning are we assigning things? If we don't assign a meaning, then of course we want the other to always, I want Walt to choose to be with me. I don't want him to do it because he has to. That's death. That's stagnation. That's like, there's no life there. That's that's a terrible feeling that something, someone's doing something because they quote unquote have to. And when Meg says, you know, I'm really tired and I just want to take a bath and go to bed and that does not include me, that's okay. Of course. Because that's okay. It, it's not it, it, that of course came after a lot of work with each other. Well, yeah, but you know. that I think that's another podcast though. Yeah. Absolutely. It, another episode. Um, it absolutely did come with a lot of work and a lot of trust and a lot of being vulnerable and a lot of sharing what we really do want and sharing how we might respond typically. You know, if I wasn't to be vulnerable and talk with you about it, if I was just to go into my own world through my own filters, I might go into a huge spiral about what it meant that Tuesday night I'm I'm beat, I had a long day, you know, and I might be like, oh my God, what did I do wrong? What, why, why doesn't he want to be with me? Is he with another woman? Does he want to talk to somebody else? You know, all of those things. Which we don't allow into the discussion between us. We, we work through that we before work th- we present what we want to do. Before we present what we want to do. And what I'm admitting is that there are still those triggers there. Those triggers are still yeah. there. And so when we talk about it, when I bring it up to you, then I, I'm admitting to you, oh my gosh, this is, this is still a limiting thing that I am, you know, I don't believe that of you. I don't believe that that's your intention. It's just been a filter for so long that it. So uh, in the next podcast, we are going to talk about these triggers because in this context, my trigger is very childish. I don't get to see her enough. She's not giving me enough. I want to end this and, you know, go off and and find someone who has more time for me, you know, and, uh, super triggers has nothing to do with Megan has nothing to do with my love for her. Absolutely childlike childish. And, um, it's a trigger when she doesn't want to be with me on Tuesday night. Well, then, it just kicks in. Yeah. And I just watch that trigger. I, I, I let it work through and I don't present it as something real. Right. That's I think that's what you were saying. We don't present it to each other. We do. I do present it to you when I say I'm telling you this is what the mind right. is, is saying. Right. Um, that for me means we are working through it. But yeah, you're true. saying I'm not presenting it. As I know it's a story. I know it's a filter. I know it's a trigger. I'm not saying this is actual. Yet. You know, when I can, like now, say it to you, there's no reality to it. It's like watching a movie. Like, oh, okay. Right. So what? But that took a lot of time to get there for me. Five years in a relationship of which we've worked very hard. Yeah. It this is what I'm saying. I'm when we say we're committed, this is what I'm committed to. Right. I'm committed right. to using this relationship as a mirror. How can I grow? How can Walt grow? How can we grow as a couple? But how can you even identify a trigger? Because I wasn't sure until just a couple of years ago. I didn't know I was triggered. I just thought I would blame, you know. I thought I was just 
But for me, I would run away. I'd stand there, you know, but I, I would just be emotionally distant. There's some disappointment that happened, and Megan has no idea what's happening, but I do, you know. That was your indication that you were triggered. Absolutely. I had no idea, but I, that was the trigger. I was like, ah. So now I see, oh, okay, I want to I run away emotionally from Megan, so. I've been triggered, trigger. though. Well, but that's, that's what it is for me. My trigger is boom. What I say a trigger is, like my response to the trigger is yelling. <laughs> okay, but that's, yes, but that's, that's not true. my trigger. The trigger is something that I've like suppressed or built up or been squashed down enough that then like picture a spring and it's pressed, 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 pressed. And then when the trigger goes off, it's like, bing! So my response to that trigger is anger or yelling. Right. But the trigger, there are many triggers. Of what would cause you to Right. And so that's what I'm saying the cause is, or the trigger is, is the cause. So my trigger, typically, and we work through this, you know, ironically on Tuesday nights, it was a big thing for us. We were always together Tuesday nights, and all of a sudden we started to meander a little like maybe we you know maybe i'll just come over to visit Mm -hmm. to stay the night together maybe Mm -hmm. so if tuesday night in those earlier years of this relationship if that tuesday night didn't work because i always felt i wasn't seeing megan enough you know it was every other weekend and every tuesday night so i always had that limiting belief that i wasn't seeing megan enough so when a tuesday when she was not receptive to me in the way that I anticipated that that baleful word expectation. Expected. Uh, then I just would be silent or withdrawn. I wouldn't be so obvious as to be forlorn, but I would, wouldn't be exactly bubbly. And then Megan, I think because she's a woman and they do this so well, like, what's the matter? What do you mean, what's the matter? Where did you go? What do you mean, where did I go? That was usually what I would say. Where did did you go? Where did you go? And I'm like, I tried not to say what's the matter because I feel that's so projector. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you were correct in saying it. And uh, where where did you go is also correct. And so those are triggers. It was about expectation, what I, you know, led in the preamble. Yes, I expected her to act a certain way. But just to say that is just the tip of the iceberg. The real trigger is a woman who I really care for doesn't really want to care for me in the way I would love it. Mm. Boom, one trigger. Why? Because she wasn't really effusive when I walked in the door. What does effusive mean? Well, she didn't come and hug me. You know, your mind just goes on with why its reality is the true one. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was a huge impediment to us, to, to our intimacy. Didn't we, we kept going, but it, it was a huge impediment. Yeah, because when Walt would run away, quote unquote, and shut down, then I was triggered and I would absolutely launch the missiles. Yeah. What, what are you doing? You know, what did I say? You know, mm-hmm. you know, because... Now she, I'm like backing him into a corner. Right. And and uh I didn't realize it was her kindness coming out uh in this 
aggression because she was feeling that it was her fault. Right. So I'm thinking it's my fault that I've done something wrong and that's my trigger. I, when I feel I've done something wrong, I feel that it's my fault, quote unquote. I, I have ruined the evening. And so now I need to hurry up and fix that. And I have the response to that because how she fixes it is to prove that I, I had no business retreating because she didn't say anything wrong. And in fact, of course, she didn't. She's right about that. But when it comes out so aggressively like that, yeah, so, trigger, 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 back and forth. Right. Back now we're forth, just triggering each other. Back and forth, back and forth. And this is our night together. Right. You know? I mean, it's like, boy, this is not what either of us wanted. At all. Yeah. This isn't working. So this isn't working. Uh, so yes, those are triggers. And so what did we do? How did we do it? Here's how we did it. It took a while. I don't know if all men are like that, but it took a while for me to say, I wanted, I, I wanted you to be happier. And then it went from, I wanted you to be happier to see me to, to, I really felt alone. And, and so once you start to do that, then Megan's like, oh, then, okay. Then I'm opening, though, like a flower, like, right. oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm so, so sorry that you felt that right. way, and that, like, I didn't express right. when, my love right. for you in a way that would demonstrate. And then I could say, Megan, it's not on you. I, I, I have this trigger that I kind of walked in the door making sure this happened, and that's just the truth of it. That's how triggers work, really. They're so cunning you know we say oh how did i know i get triggered yeah but there's a part of you that if you don't face it like well megan doesn't really love me the way i really want to and it won't ever happen because i never get to see her it starts to go the triggers already happen when you walk in the door yeah you've already been triggered i've already been triggered right and if i am walking in your door and i'm like oh man he's gonna be disappointed he's not gonna like then he and then that happens right Exactly. Might and happen. then, r- right. And and so I've already set myself up to be that person that is defensive, that is withdrawn, because I'm already thinking, oh, I'm not enough. Okay, well, I'm not going to be enough. He's not going to be happy. Right. And so, you know, now. So the lesson here, because it sounds like it's, it's you can't get out. Uh, the lesson here is, but I always knew that I loved her. I always knew that she was loving, gentle, and kind to me. And I always knew in some way, in a very honest way, Megan, I always knew I was blowing it. And if I could just tell her what I feel deeply, I know it'll be okay. And sometimes I didn't. Sometimes I didn't, and sometimes I did. And the times that I did, every every single time. Okay, but let's... "Ah, Okay, yes. Yes, that is absolutely true. And... We have to maybe break this down for people a little bit because knowing that someone loves you isn't always enough. Like because we've we we are triggered. We are in this state of triggering or being triggered. So I think that for me, the most helpful thing is to say or to hear from you, I've been triggered right now, or I'm into something. We we say that a lot. 
I'm really into something. Yeah, you, and you're talking four years down the road right. in this relationship. Right, right. And <laughs> that was four like years in. Work. Right, right. Exactly. Like a ton right. of work of looking at ourselves, a ton of work listening to what's important for the other person, to where they've been, to their past relationships. Like, so but really being committed. Also, four years of trusting that Megan does not do cheap shots. Right. She is not here to hurt me. And, you know, okay. What about all these other, you know, past experiences? They're just your triggers, pal. Right. And that is typically how they're formed. Past relationships, you know, being very young, um, ways we're programmed in society, things we're conditioned to believe, things we have taken on as a belief about ourselves that really aren't essentially true. But those are where the triggers live in those very sensitive parts. So how did I know what? Super vulnerable parts yeah super and that, that's why i wanted to say megan that you know the whole loving gentle and kind motif that you and i have it's because it helped me just start to talk when really all i wanted to do was run and hide mm-hmm. right and so you're saying something that i completely agree with and that is the more i can expose those parts of myself to you the more I grow and the closer we become. Same for me. The more I try not to hide, the more I, the more I don't need to control the situation, the more I don't need to prove myself. Or make it better. Right. The more I don't need to remedy it, the more I can actually just say, ooh, okay, this is and, where this goes for me. Yeah, and this is where it's always worth it. To become emotionally intimate with Megan in this relationship because for me, if I just tell her that I'm afraid of this feeling, I feel ashamed, I feel afraid. If you just tell her, all of a sudden it just cleanses itself Yeah, because of how you respond, Maggie, Mm -hmm. but also the freeing of it and you're not protecting it for a man. You know, in that sense, that vulnerability does not come naturally. Well, in a sense, aren't we, if we're protecting it, aren't we saying there's something that has to be protected, you know, and that's giving life to it in and of itself. Absolutely. And and that you're dangerous. Right. It's actually feeding these false stories, these false beliefs. Megan will hurt me. Yeah. If I say this, Megan will hurt me. Right. Or by, or um, like me saying admitting that there's something that I have to prove is saying also it's giving life to it that Walt actually wants me to prove myself to him or make it better for him or, you know, it's. And let me just say as a, as a male, um, what goes on in Meg's mind is completely baffling sometimes. Yeah. Like you actually thought that I'm just giving you flowers. Right. I mean, you know, I don't think you're pretty, and I just gave you flowers. Or right. You think someone's prettier than you? I mean, I can't win on this. Here's, There's no way. Here's something that was actually really funny. When I admitted it to you, you were like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, I can't think of a specific instance where this happened. You might, when I when I tell you just the general uh, outlay of it, was, remember I said, well, I think you say those things to me because you feel sorry for me. Oh. And and you're trying to like build my self-esteem. Yeah. I think it might have been about, yeah, like, oh, you look really nice. Or you it was look, all, 
That's it was, what it was so complimentary yeah. where he's telling me, gosh, you look really pretty or you look really beautiful. And I'm like, oh, man, he's telling me that because he feels sorry for he me. He feels sorry. Like, I look really bad in these pants. And so he's just telling me these things. So like to kind of give me a boost. When she came out with that, I was like, what? I mean, all those. I love how Megan looks. I love how she dresses. And I tell her. And like all those times I've said this, this is what you thought. I'm like, not all the times, but yes, sometimes. But I think, oh man, the point that I'm trying to make here is that I'm illustrating we never have any idea what's happening inside someone else's mind. Yeah. So actually exposing it to you does give you the opportunity to to get close to me though, right? Because like you can be like, you can respond with compassion or like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that must be really hard. I remember you saying that once to me, like that must be really hard. Right. If you, if you take my compliments like that, Mm -hmm. like, wow. So I think another key component here is that you're not being, you're not taking offense to that, right? You're not like, oh my God, what? I can't believe you think of that way. Well, there's a small part of me that does. Yes, but when you can go beyond that. Yeah, but I'm saying small, meaning I'm being small, but I I don't let that. Right. Right. So what I'm saying, though, is that when you can go beyond that. Yes. That is where the true. And you can hold the person in that vulnerability. Yes. Rather than judging it. Exactly. That's where the key component of connection happens like i am exposing a very painful part to you and instead of getting defensive about it or feeling we have to justify it in some way we're like protective protective exactly like we said um then you get to say oh my gosh wow I well, also I think it's a far. it's a learned ability. It's it some, is. I don't think it we're taught. We are not taught compassion. And I don't mean feeling sorry and having a pity party for someone like, oh man, it sure sucks to be you, like, you know, or like feeding into it. We're saying, gosh, like really feeling. I think that's a, I think that's a more insightful way to say it. I think I had to learn it, Megan. For me, the difficulty was, you know, admitting my triggers is, okay, I'm distant. Why? Megan, because I feel like a little boy Mm -hmm. and that you don't want to be with me. Mm -hmm. I want you to run to me and Mm -hmm. tell me how happy you are to Mm -hmm. see me, but I'm not getting that response, so I'm afraid. And and then you got to admit, as a man, you got to admit that, God, I've been carrying this kind of feeling in my heart decades yeah and so where does that stem from and filter yeah that, yeah exactly filter glasses through which what lens. watching everything right yeah that's a that's that's the work that's worth it let me just say that that's that's why you know i i chose megan because she was always willing to do this with me yeah i i am i'm willing to do it from my end and to listen from, from my your end. end. Yeah. And that for me is everything. I agree. And she's beautiful intelligent, so who wouldn't? I mean, hello. Lucky man. hello. Lucky man. Lucky you. So yeah, that's uh we're making light because triggers are very painful. Oh my I'm gosh. Sorry. It's still painful. But Megan, how many times have you said in your in this relationship? 
Can it ever just be simple between us? No, I I have said that so many times. So many I, times. And I've also said, I just don't, I, I just want this to be over. Not the relationship, but just like this part of me, the, this this trigger part. I just, I want to be done with it already. And I, and, I th- and I think the truth is, when it's over, we're over. Yeah. It's always showing me something. It's always showing me. And it shows me- you something beautiful, and something very important. It's showing me a way I yeah. can evolve. It's showing me a way I can ex- expand. It's showing me how, like, if I can just be curious about it. The same for me. Um, it's showing me how I can grow into a new version of myself. Yeah, but what's the one about chop wood? Oh water? yeah, yeah. Before <laughs> the Zen saying, uh, before enlightenment, before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. I mean. It's just funny yeah. and so true. Yeah. Like regardless of how many times you improve, right? I'm still always growing into something new, and I want to be. So you're right. I don't want the path to end. I don't want to stop the process. So much more intense and beautiful, and just so intense. But just as ex- I have to say this, <laughs> I just like wishful thinking. Just as exciting as when I we first met. Oh, uh, it's yeah. We I mean, on, even more yeah, so because I'm days. like, ooh, what's gonna happen? Right. Believe me, sometimes I'm like, oh, what's gonna happen? <laughs> but now, when we're into something, I'm like, ooh, yeah, we're into something. Okay, right. all right, right. But it is, it's very intense, nonetheless. Because our inner worlds, as humans, are intense. This isn't working now. <laughs> this isn't working. So thank you for this wonderful podcast. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks, everyone. And, uh... Doing this podcast has given Meg and I the chance to face issues both on and off the air. Because it has challenged us to be more transparent and direct, the podcast has really strengthened our relationship. Are there topics or questions you'd like us to cover? What do you want to know about strengthening your relationship? Would you like to work further with us? If so, send us an email at meg at meglam.net.